Hello everybody and welcome to our full album review for Benny the Butcher and Smoke Dizza's project Statue of Limitations. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Chrome. And we will be going through the entire Statue of Limitations project track by track discussing the fine work of Smoke Dizza, Benny the Butcher, and Pete fucking Rock. Pete Rock did the production on this. I was so excited when I realized that because I know who he is now and the significance of how cool that is. So I just wanted to start off the album by saying that even though I might have to censor out the swear word I just said. Um, anyway... We look forward to bringing you on our little journey as we continue our quest of Griselda Records albums and we're reviewing them. You know what we've done recently? We did the West Side Gun Project. Boom, 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 boom! Doot, 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 doot is a little more. I like that one uh, more. That, listen, you can, West Side I, does the I, boom, 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 boom. I prefer the doots, okay? Okay. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, we did um, an interesting project last week. We, we talked about Griselda Ghost, which was re-released. And that's going to bring us into our favorite comment on last week's <laughs> video. So we do care a lot about your feedback and that kind of thing. Or the tweet meant a whole lot to us because generally as we go talking to y'all is the dopest but then every now and again something extra 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 dope happens to us and i tweeted out you know the album review over at behind that suit as i do and then i got a reply from big ghost ltd he's the ghost in griselda ghost get it and he says no lie this might be the most interesting review anybody ever did for something i helped create much appreciated red 100 red 100 red 100 six underlines and i felt really cool i felt like damn if big ghost thinks we're cool i don't know what to say man that's pretty dope like as much as it's cool to have like i guess audience participation from fans and whatnot right. Is something more significant to me, no offense to all the non-people, non-people, the people who are not the artists we review, but when the artist you review is like, that's the best review of my shit I've seen, I'm paraphrasing, he said interesting, not best, but when he says something like that, it's like, damn, I feel I feel kind of cocky a little bit, like I did something real, like good, you know, it's a cool feeling. On the other hand, y'all fans really do drive the show and your feedback is the absolute best. So don't take it like I don't care. I'm saying it's pretty cool that Big Ghost uh, responded to us like that is just what I wanted to convey and floss a little bit. He said I could hit him up and ask him questions along the way if I wanted to. Which and is cool. It's just really dope. Like, I just really appreciate that. Like, you know, it feels like we're one step closer to getting an interview with Benny the Butcher and friends. Not gonna lie though, it's really cool. Like at the start of this three years ago, I never thought, like me personally, I never thought this would ever like happen. And then just over the years of the recognition we've kind of gotten. A few people have given <clears throat> us love. Um, that is true, it's really cool. Although if Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun, or Conway the Machine wants to do an interview and anybody watching this can talk to them and make that happen because they don't answer our tweets like Big Ghost, I get it, they're popping and shit. Not to say Big Ghost isn't, but Big Ghost answered my tweets, so he's in a different league over there of people who are, have answered us and are cool. But yeah, if anyone wants to get us an interview like that, that would be amazing and I would, you'd be my best friend. And if they ever come to Montreal, I'm going to be there and try and talk to them in person. You know, that would be really cool. Because, yeah, 
before we jump into it, special thanks to the patrons as Milgan Amsey, Chris Patterson of the Barnes, Teacher Black Hurricane, Lindo Williams, Connie Sparks, they're dope. We're going to talk about them now because you're still watching. Moving on, I am a huge fan of Griselda at this point. I think consistently every project, every song has almost been like great. Just constant 4.5 on fives across the board as I've been reviewing it. Honestly, it's almost constant. It's like I don't think anything's better than anything else. It almost all sounds amazing. Whether it's been West Side Gun, whether it's been Conway the Machine, but my favorite is Benny the Butcher. Let's be clear. If I have to pick between the three, Benny's a little bit ahead in my opinion. I think I like Conway more. And then Smoke Dizza is a new name for me, but he's with Benny this time, and we had to do the project. And then, like I said... Wait, you don't know Smoke Dizza? Not Dizzy? really. Oh. Um, either way, so for me, that's brand new name. Fanny the Butcher, I'm excited. I basically said we're going to try and do Griselda bonus reviews until the new album drops at the end. And I think it's the end of the month it, it comes out, the big Shady Records release or whatever. So we're going to keep releasing till that comes out. Uh, otherwise, we're just gonna, there's a lot of Griselda that dropped this year. And I think, like, considering the ethic these dudes put into releasing music, it's only fair that I uh, co we cover it all because I want to, and therefore it's going to happen. So let's do it. Let's keep on the Griselda train. This time we are at Statue of Limitations. And I did just want to comment briefly on Pete Rock. See, Pete Rock is a relatively, like, even four months ago, maybe it wouldn't have been significant, but we reviewed Pete Rock and CL Smooth's Mecca and the Soul Brother a couple months back or whatever. So if you want to check that out, that's really cool. But it introduced me to the name and the sound and stuff. So I found off the jump the production on this album quite stellar as I was listening to it while ellipticaling. And, um, I now understand why, because a true master was behind this project in production. Anyway, uh, I don't have a lot more to say on my intro, except that Benny's the shit, and I now think Smoke Dizza is also really fucking dope. Uh, what do, you, do you have anything to comment about the, your connection to the Griselda squad coming in? Chris is like, watch the West Side Gun review, or watch the one from last week. I just did these two weeks in a row. I've, I've grown to like Griselda more and more that we that uh, Holden keeps pitching all these projects. We're just um, gonna keep doing it, which is totally fine. Um, I remember when we first started with Griselda, and it was Benny the Butcher, Tana Tana Talk Three. Tana Talk Three is <clears throat> oh, such a good album. I know that the plugs back, I met, such a good album. Looking back on that review, because I wasn't on the plugs I met. Um, looking back at that review, I know I was a little bit like not fully participating in terms of understanding where they come from and knowing who they are and understanding the lyrics and the bars or what they do. Now, after going through various projects and really kind of getting to know who they are, I'm, I'm, I'm hype. I'm super you know hype for these, for these projects now. I'm a man on the grind. These guys make grind music for people on the grind. My grind might not necessarily be of the same subject matter that they discuss, but on the other hand, on the content distribution side of things, basically you should slang content like dope. That's my opinion of things. Um, the album's called Statue of Limitations, which is cool because it's like the Statue of Liberty and it's limitations of what it represents. I see it as a symbol of capitalism and darkness and the constraints of a system that holds it down. And I like how on the cover it flips into a gun and that's dope and everything's green. I just thought it was a clever title because it plays on statute of limitations, which doesn't exist in Canada. So if you committed a crime in Canada, don't talk about it on Waxio because 40 years later you can get arrested for it. Just the truth of it. 
So I I do like uh, how on the album cover you have the Statue of Liberty and the bot in the base of it is the the base of a gun. Uh, kind of looks like a uh, semi-automatic type, uh, one of those like pistol semi-automatic type guns there. Um, but it's c- interesting to kind of look at it like it's the Statue of Liberty and guns bring you liberty in a way. Um, you could also kind of look at it as uh, the Statue of Liberty is a big symbol for the United States. You could also kind of look at it like this is the kind of country we live in. This is what we're kind of told as what liberty is. But there's a lot of violence. There's a lot of um, a lot of guns or whatnot. And also, I say this because, again, after going through Benny's project, Conway's and West Side's. I now understand what they rep- represent, what they talk about, and what they do. So I'm looking at this album cover with a lens of where do y'all come from, and why does this, why is this an album cover that represents you? And I kind of understand it uh, a lot more now, which is really, really cool. Um, I don't have much to say about the actual title statue. It's a uh, cool pun of limitations. I. Do you know what a statute of limitations is? No, I That's the shit where if enough time passes after you committed crime, you cannot be prosecuted for it. It's basically why a bunch of crack dealers after seven years in some states, however many years it is in other states, are able to talk about the crimes they committed and not go to jail because enough time has passed. So effectively... Uh, the reasoning for it is you can easily say in seven years, I've grown. I'm no longer the same person I used to be. I've matured. The thing that I did is no longer present in my life. And you really want to clog up the court systems coming at me for some shit in my past. Oh, shit. So is that is that kind of like... Because uh, there's, an, there's an idea of like when you fuck up, right? Redemption. It takes you X amount of time to really get back to that level of... I mean, it Whatever exists in a lot be. of shit. Like, if you declare bankruptcy in seven years, if you commit a crime in Canada, you can get a pardon after seven years. In okay, a so lot it's of, a legitimate thing. Okay. I mean, it's in a lot of different ways. But specifically, what a statute of limitations would be is you committed crime December 1st, 2001. As of December 1st, 2008, and with the exception of, like, murder and child stuff, let's say I sold a lot of crack. Right. And I beat the shit out of some people and whatever else it was. Um, Basically, I can rap about it now because enough time has passed that I can't be prosecuted for it. So I can confess to what I've done in the past because it's so far in the past. And the reason this law exists is to not clog up the court system because realistically, you kind of want to deal with things closer to when they happen. And is it really worth filling up the courts with every case ever? I mean, fair, 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 fair. So does that mean, and just my last question, does that mean like after seven years, December 1, 2008, I run out, flip a couple bricks, do whatever, I get caught again. There's another seven years I have to wait before I can like... It's not about being caught. It's the opposite. It's you flip some bricks December 1st, 2001, and you never got caught. What it means is if they find evidence that you flip bricks after 2008, they can't do anything you're good you've committed the crime but you officially can't be prosecuted for that crime because it's so far in the past so if you flip new bricks and got caught that's a fresh crime right what it's saying is if jimmy snitches on you now 
eight years later, it doesn't mean shit because it's too long has passed it's so people can talk about it. It's basically why so many people talk about crime so far down the line because it's okay now. Nobody can be prosecuted kind of thing. So in a sense, a lot of these mid-30s rappers are able to talk about the exploits of their early 20s and mid-20s because they can't be prosecuted for any of it. So they can say shit like, I cooked some shit up. I really did that because they really did that and enough time has passed that they're not doing that that it's not a concern and they can flip that so it's an interesting idea that they talk about the statue of limitations you know almost describing like a statue of limitations within new york and kind of tying it into their home and shit because they're from buffalo and whatnot i don't know where smoke diz is from actually i know i love new york anyway all i have to say I think it's a really fitting title and a really fitting cover for the consistent branding that I've seen associated with these dudes. On that note, it's six tracks. It's a 20-minute project of pure fucking joy and happiness. Let's talk about how we're going to do this review by any means. The way they go back and forth on this is ace. It's yeah. fucking A+. Like, yeah. it's just, they were meant to rap together. Like, everything about this is fresh as fuck. The beat just comes in with this intoxicating head boppy old school. You just got to be vibing to it. Like, and then the, it's like anybody can do it, but you get rich if you could do it well. Just right. the way they bounced off mid-line and shit. Which, actually, <sighs> that, that line right there, right, just to start off. Um talking about how anybody could do this but you got to do it well is a is a really cool way to kind of embody and not embody but divide the real people from the fakers the one who are really taking the risks and really kind of planning strategics and trying to be a boss about shit and then the ones that are just like well i'm gonna sell you a gram i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that it's also think about it from both the music and the drug game they're both things with in theory low barrier of entry right if you really want to sell drugs you can find someone to front your first dough and flip it if you really want to make music in 2019 you literally can steal a beat on youtube record it on your fucking phone at this point right. and probably have something that sounds half decent put it on soundcloud you got distribution covered and it's all ghetto and dirty the question is are you able to establish a quality brand that will attract people see griselda's branding the grind music that they create is just so thorough and so powerful that they do it so well like when do they say whack shit never every bar is on point it's just precision it's just like these are guys who understand and i'm gonna include smoke Dizza, dza whatever in this now because i think he's equally as talented as anybody that i heard on griselda it's fucking fresh and just the precision the attitude the pure swagger and confidence in their voices like i can't get enough of it like here's the thing i'm 32 years old Power is very interesting to me as a person. I'm trying to rise up through the corporate ranks. I'm trying to understand the money acquisition game. I study business, finance, marketing. I got all these books I'm actually reading. Anything you've seen there, I've read and can talk about. Uh, I get the feeling these dudes are also intelligent individuals who are interested in the same type of things. Maybe the audio book and YouTube. I don't really know if they read or not because mm-hmm. I don't know if reading is cool everywhere. But I know that they're intelligent enough to consume knowledge acquisition. You can just hear it in the freshness and the confidence they display so hearing these dudes that are basically like this is how to be a man that's like the template this is being a man mentality mm-hmm. boss mentality how to think i like it i like it a lot and i find it really inspiring because it's like older bros giving me some good advice as right. i go throughout the snakes of the day and whatnot i i i, I know i'm kind of standing on griselda but 
I think they bring an authenticity and a realness mixed with actual bars and poetic dopeness. Like, like it or not, I'm the new voice of the streets. You want to eat, you got to make an appointment with me. It cost 10 bands just for my lawyer to speak. I met a plug and showed him how far the loyalty reach. And that's just fascinating. Benny just starts off so strong. I'm the voice. I'm the guy here. You want to move in the game now? Congrats. You got to deal with me. Oh, did I tell you it cost 10 grand just to talk to my lawyer? That's quality. Like there are some people in Montreal because it is a major city that are like top tier, like sound engineering type guys. Like this dude's a mastering wizard. I don't remember his name, but to get in the room with him, two grand. Just to get in the room with him, not even to do the work, just to get like a consultation, get him to take you seriously. You gotta be willing to put up that kind of money. Those people are legit. Benny's like, that's where I'm at now. 10 bands just to talk to my lawyer, just to be able to operate type shit, you know? But then the reason for that stems because he met a plug and showed him how far the loyalty reach because his ethic is proper because he's legit, right? you know? And then instantly smoke keeps it proper. All my people's risk takers and wave movers for the ones that relate to it. The number was too good to be true. I had to pace through it. We make music to move weight to it which i really like that line right and it kind of embodies a lot of what they do and in this term in this context moving weight means to like move bricks and all this stuff but i like how in somebody like my life i could take that as just grinding and like they really are making music that when i listen to it i want to move i want to do stuff i want to be productive i want to so move like, that weight if we want for the office workers out there the ones that do data entry of some kind it's like copy pasting that's how i picture it like there's a grind element to what you gotta put yourself through um in terms of like i'm not talking about moving weight comparing to that but like if you're a data entry person you've ever done that shit not even somebody, a salesperson for me to write a song about data entry i would write a data entry banger to data entry too like copy Paste, copy, yo, bring it back, get that data in the Excel. That was trash, but you know what I'm trying to I say? I feel you, I feel you. It was an example. It was a trash example. Yeah, put it on loop for like five minutes. But that's what I'm saying. If you're in the middle of copy pasting, you want that. In the sense that these dudes come from this lifestyle and authentically document it down and put an effort in to give people in it something quality to bump to, something real to connect with, you know, maybe let people know they're not alone and teach them a thing along the way. I really like that. We, they do make music to move weight to it. And then moving weight, to me, is vague. It doesn't have to be so literal. I think you could look at music or content or a lot of different things in that way, which is why I really respect them because as much as they're specific with what their world is, they write it in a way that lets anybody connect to it. Beautiful, man. I mean, we could keep running through lyrics per se, but like, it's just going to be constant bars for the I entire did, album. I did want to mention, um, uh, master the market. We know it's sell me and smoke like weed and Coke. Hundred kids of dope hit the port of Miami. Keys of dope, dude. Uh, keys. Hundred keys of dope hit the port of Miami. Is that, is, no, it's the one where you go C notes. Yeah. Just like to bring back what you were saying, how they connect with each other. I like how they flowed, how uh, Smoke, DZA, or Dizza uh, finished off um, Benny's line and just and kept that energy flowing through. Like, that was a cool transition between the verse there. I mean, I like the swagger in it. Like, uh, you know, most real trap getting droughts, prices high, uh, around my way, so I went south. And I like, again, the fact real people get in droughts. 
or um showing that it's not always sunny days and always winning like you can tell tj Khaled's a bit fake because all he does he was win whereas right. real dudes lose learn from that experience of losing and then lose less as they start winning more and you just flip your shit over time price is too high so i went south i adapt to the circumstances of the situation you can sit there and whine about the pricing or you can move you can go somewhere else let me know you wanna or sorry took my white bitch fake ass slick mouth so you left with his white girl let me know you want to hold them i'm in route by any means go get a bag and run it with your team rfc griselda the regime no religion my faith is in a triple beam i got it by any means just the energy of like i went out there and i created this world for myself right i didn't let it stop me i just did it it's just amazing and then the little second verse that pops in just kind of like well first is the interlude rededicates it to anyone that's grinding people taking risks to get this cash and again i think that can transcend beyond just the grind right like look at like any entrepreneurial endeavor anybody wants to make you put up five grand for something that's a risk man you can buy a house or you can go and try to make real dividends you can go really try and do some interesting shit with it take some rest in life actually try to win um anyway i like how the end of it's just kind of like fuck out of here if you ain't gonna put in work like us but i really like uh when benny goes i'm 20 years in was a menace before rap put the work on the stove got a new charm back and then it's just like shit eh 20 years of grind and effort before he got to this place of real success like you can talk about oh i did it for a year dude nah 20 years and he's still grinding that's insanity that's admirable shit this song sounds so good the back and forth is so good it's a 4.7515 i give it a say 4.515 anyway <laughs> next up we're gonna go do, 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 as we fire bullets at chris well, the outro on this track just that long fresh beat flowing thing is so good dude it just it's nice like this song's five minutes it's like a really long track relatively speaking but a solid minute of that at the end is just pete rock flossing and it is so good with the pause in there you know it just flows in with that you do you not agree well i do like how i do like um when artists allow the producer to have that moment to shine and just give that beat thing that was something uh when we when i was doing classic quest i really learned from like the old school days call back to old school hip-hop that's something they used to do and i do appreciate that rock is old school hip-hop well absolutely but i just like how they're keeping that that trend still still alive now they're still doing that that was really cool i do think that it gives a nice little break because this song is five minutes but there's a lot of bars and heavy heavy bars that are coming through especially because conway joins yep. us on this giving yep. us a little more griselda in here so it, it gives a nice like once you kind of go through the all the verses and you kind of get all that that information it's a nice little de-stress before we get into the next track i did like the outro i mean i look at it like i've come to really just expect bars presenting an attitude from these guys and literally i'm expecting nothing else but that's the point of it you put this on and it feels fresh and it's new 
Um, we all got raw. I got tree. Benny the pastry man. As soon as the package touched, I'm gonna make these scram. Once you get yours, it went through 18 hands. I just I like these little details when they put their lines. Like when you think about the distancing between when he picks up the package and when you on the street get it. How many different people touch it? How many layers in the distribution line are created, both for protection and wisdom and just the actual way it works out? It's just so specific and interesting to listen to that you just vibe to it. It kind of if you're like me puts the fantasies and you're you know you're fascinated by this whole world that is so far from your life and i bet if you're in it you're like yo this is some real shit you know but i mean it really shows this like strategic way of moving and if you think about it right this could also just be like a distribution plot for any type of thing like how do you want to how do you get your albums out in a really strategic I mean, way how do you do all this I mean, type of stuff i guess i just think it I mean, you're right in a general sense. I think that there's not 18 people aren't probably touching your album. No, of course. But it's like it's it's just more the concept of like there's definitely at least five. Like right. there's, there's there's at least it has to go through a couple qualifications before it actually gets to the person we're talking to. I know. I uploaded the files and I hit publish. <laughs> I'm just trying to say. I get the general point of yes, the the overall grind mentality, as I've been saying, mm -hmm. transcends the specifics of drug dealing. I think in this specific things they're talking about selling drugs. And in a way that yes is kinda general. But yeah, anyway. Hannibal Smith, big cigars on hand, BA Barkets, couple of chains, no scams. I think that's interesting too, because it's like there's an authenticity to it. Like they're honest in their dealings. Well, it's referencing the A team. Right, but again, they're really talented at what they do. Right. And it's an honesty about quality. Your hustle game shaky, fam. Your numbers outdated. Can't fake these fans. Fuck notoriety in the minor league. Frank stand to the critics in its entirety. And I think it's fascinating how it's like they're aiming big. They understand that you have to be authentic because you can fake numbers. Like there's a big conversation in Montreal's hip hop scene right now on Facebook about buying views. And it's like you're a fucking fool if you buy views because everybody knows it. And then you're a fake fucker. And that's just facts. Like you can tell me all you want about how buying views is cool for you but when you see rappers honestly like j cole inflating view numbers by using ads to like fucking show me apparently that literally happened it's like come on j cole get the fuck out of here with that shit apparently that's the song you gotta put money behind i don't know if it was j cole's team or vivo just did it but Somebody put money. Somebody put money in Iggy Azalea's new song. And then you're going to go look at the view count. And while they no longer count for billboards, if half of a million views comes from you paying money to have people see it, it's like fake. It's just it's just stupid. You know, I don't really like it. Anyway, so it's that's how I look at that. Feel of it. And it's not quality. Like my numbers on this channel are not great, but they're real. We've never paid for anything. Anything has come that has come. So the 1,900 people who subscribed, dope. Y'all are real motherfuckers, and I appreciate that. Because if I paid for it and it said 10,000, but it was only 1,900 reels, that's not... That isn't how you build. That isn't how you do the thing. You have to grind. You have to put that effort in track by track, review by review, ounce by ounce. You know, like it's all the same kind of mentality. Right. And then I love Benny's chorus. You ain't about no gun action. Stop wolfing. Shoot dish tracks. We shot bullets. Amazing. You little internet thugsters coming out. There's a lot of people who I've seen talking shit about Benny the Boat, uh, Boat Griselda. I'm part of a Wu-Tang fan group on Facebook because I love watching grown-ass men act like 14-year-old girls. 
I know that the Wu-Tang Clan fan base doesn't like it when I say things like that and we get dislikes, but if the shoe fits, <laughs> it's just kind of what it is. There's being a man, I guess. I mean, listen, 98% of the people who watch the channel are men. I'm sorry for the one point whatever percent women if they can't connect to that, but... Like there's being a man with that shit and then there's being a 14 year old girl butt hurt because millionaires who probably don't care about you that much, uh, whatever on the internet. I love watching grown men get butt hurt over fandoms. It is really funny to me. On that note, Wu-Tang clans think Griselda's trash, even though like Raekwon blesses them as like, you know, like everyone's like, they're clearly in the vein of Wu-Tang here. Come right, on guys. Right. But they're doing it proper. I'm mean, doing it engagingly and I'm hooked on it. So I like the fact that there's all these people out there dissing him and their response is just so bold. It's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You, you badass with your diss track. I used to shoot people, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Which... I made 5K on the corner and the cops took it. Like, I lost 5K to the cops. Fuck out of here Which... with your diss track. I feel like there's, there's, a, the more and more I hear a lot of this, like, y'all are fake, we are real, and they actually are, like, credible to back it up, it's kind of like, now it sounds to me that they're trying to really, like, y'all need to stop. Like, y'all need to change. Like, they're trying to actually end this like, trend of here, faking shit. So here's why I can get away with talking like this. Because I don't <clears throat> misrepresent myself. I am an office employee who makes hip-hop music, yes. But you go through anything I've done, you're not going to hear me talking about my gangster ways because it's not there i might be really smart i might be a geek i might be able to do some shit in uh, internet era that i believe puts me in a lane of distribution and shit i am inspired by drug dealers i'm not a drug dealer so because of that i feel like i put myself up as who i am love me or hate me it's the real shit you can connect with that or not you may think i'm an annoying motherfucker and i respect that i mean if i had to listen to me talk as much as y'all do i don't know how i'd feel about my voice i'm saying it's different when you're the speaker however I think that's how life should be and i think they're trying to put it out that you fake fucks because there's a lot of people who fake the lifestyle stop it you're right you can tell by my wrist i get the pot weapons you ain't about no gun action which stop is whooping. cool which is cool if you look at my wrist you can tell i gave the pot whoopings cooking up dope in the crock pot that was a nice way of actually saying that instead of like flicking my wrist and yeah, shit but on top of that it's look at the watch the result Oh, that's a double, eh? You see what I'm saying? Mm. Benny's my guy. Mm. Very smart line. So, um, I really think it's just, it's, it's really well crafted. It's like these guys care about the English language and I care about the English language. And if you're a fucking rapper, like words is your weapon and you best be using them in an interesting kind of way. And they did. Um, I like when Benny went, I was barely out of high school when buying weight. On my way to prison, I looked my mom in her crying face. Damn. That really, like, I had to stop the song and play that line back again to really, like, envision, like... So, when you hear... When I hear rappers kind of talk about going to jail, and I'm talking, like, the new rappers, right? Or, like, whatever fucked up. I never really get the sense that, like... They're fat, like they give a fuck if their family's affected. If they're, they're just like, oh, I'm in and out of jail, I'm on drugs, whatever. Nah, Benny's affected. Be and that's what I'm saying. Like, Benny's like, yo, I had to stare at my mom's crying face as I'm being that's pulled a away. That's consequence. Like, and then, <clears throat> fuck people, I'd be good as long as the hammer working. Like, oh shit. Eh? Well, actually, connected. So, left the trap with money counters and a candle burning. I'd be good as long as the hammer working. But I like how he's, in yeah. a way, when he says left the trap, he's kind of sad about it. 
I guess. I was more interested in we still cordial with the bosses and the workers. Yeah. That's like saying thank you to the bus driver and shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like really practical advice. Be kind to everybody in your enterprise. Like, you, here's a good advice for you software company people. Uh, any of you in IT are going to love me for this, but be friends with IT. They grind in a way that most people don't see. They're highly underappreciated. And make friends with the IT people. If you do that, your life at work will be easier. You get the new computer before the next guy. Every time, because you're friends with the IT people. But... And he's this way on Instagram and in person. The players changed, but the game won't. The money came late, so I stayed woke. Interesting. Right. So he's real online and offline. That's important. I'm the same way in person as I am on the internet. Terrible for my social media growth. Good for my soul. Um, but the fact that the game is kind of what it is and that it took him a long like i'm a late bloomer i'm 32 and i'm not rich so maybe by 35 like with these guys i can be something better than i am today so i have to be woke because the money gonna come late so i have to be conscious i have to be aware i can't be callous because it's you know just what it is that's how i took from that then um you know chorus comes back conway comes in and I like how it starts. People shooting these disses. They ain't a real threat. Two bodies. Tell me who we got to peel next. Rap about your imaginary guns. We got real techs. I pull up in the FN. Shoot them money like I'm Lil X. I thought that was pretty good, man. I just, again, embodying uh, that nature of your shallow little diss songs can't touch me because we're actual shooters. We're actually connected. We actually did some shit. But then that fun little Lil X line with the movie. I don't know. He goes through with the rest of his verse. I like when uh, Conway went, um, I'm still hustling like I ain't got a deal yet. Oh. I like, you know what? I really enjoy when rappers know that they've got signed or have something backing them up or whatever. And they still are like super humble with themselves. Like, dude, I'm out here grinding. Like, it doesn't even matter who's sponsoring me. I'm, this is for me. And, and I just want to remind you that, that you still got to keep working. work ethic. Yeah. And these guys just keep pushing it. Because how many people get a win, sit back and coast? You put out your first album, sit there. It's going to, it's going to kind of, nah, you got to keep working. Listen, the day I make a milli is the day I work harder. It's like you should work harder when that comes. When you're 50, you should be working twice as hard as when you're 30. It's kind of like now that you've achieved this level, go to the next one. And you Life just keep trying to go to the like next like one. It's like an RPG video game. <laughs> you start off at level one and, you know, the little slime monsters are there and it's a little bit of a struggle. Then the slimes get kind of easy by the time you're level two or three. But then the next monster shows up and he casts a fireball spell on you. And you take what, crazy what HP. I'm thinking about Dragon Quest in particular. Okay. But um, any RPG would suffice. Uh, you know, you get a couple levels stronger. New monsters fuck you up. But then you get to level five. And those monsters are kind of one-hit kills now. Then you get to level ten. And then you just keep yeah, cycling. But, yeah, but no matter what, there's stronger monsters. I feel like my life is kind of like a game of Skyrim where I kind of just walk into the cave with the big monster. Is and it I'm though? Like, I know yes. a lot about the details of your life and I don't think well, hold on. that I agree no, with no, no, you. Hold on, hold on, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. So <laughs> what I think is the big troll in the cave may not be the big troll in the cave for you, but for me, I feel like I'm just kind of strolling around and then, oop, oh, I'm in this cave. Like, you know, it's not just like level That's, one, level two. Like sometimes shit happens. I would absolutely, because I can't, because it's the details of Chris's life. But I don't necessarily agree with you. You act like it's all willy nilly, but the truth is, 
it's only willy-nilly because if you're playing Skyrim, you don't accidentally go into a cave. You walk into a cave because you're not paying attention and a level 50 monster kills you. No, I walk into a cave because I go, oh, there's a cave and what's in there? And, and I'm then, going in there. Then the big monster kicks your ass and you're supposed to learn the lesson, <laughs> don't go into the caves because the big monster kicks your ass. Therefore, life's like a fucking RPG. And then after, after you've cleared other caves that are easier and you get better <laughs> fucking armor and you know you, you get the next spell like muffle so that you can sneak around the dudes oh my god we're actually referencing it now skyrim yes, yes you brought it there yes. and then you go into sneak mode triple fucking critical hit with the arrows after you Bro, level up your like archery really skill strategic you just gotta walk in with your flame with your fire you power me? you sneak you get triple fuck okay you can end up multiplying your arrow attacks by like 12 or some shit like that ultimately i mean yeah so then you kill the guy that fucked you up. The point is you leveled up by living life. So fuck out of here. Life's like an RPG. Anyway, all that Welcome to say... To Headspace. <laughs> all that to say, it's fucking great. It's another 4.5. Pete Rock's production's ridiculous. The track's dope. Everybody's dope. It's what you want. I don't know what you gave it. I gave a 4.5 on 5. All right. The truth is, though... When you listen to Smoke Dizza and Benny the Butcher, you're going to get smoked and butchered. So getting smoked and butchered is the equivalent of when you use a shout in Skyrim and you blow a guy off a cliff. <laughs> anyway, how do you feel about this track? Um, it was a, I like the title on how they're using their names to also contextualize uh, when somebody gets smoked, it's kind of like you're getting beaten up, fucked up, killed, whatever. Or, and the same thing, when you get butchered, you have this idea of being chopped up and you know, you're about, you about to get slaughtered. And that's kind of what the entire song is. It's just really hard bars between both. Uh, they both get their separate verses and they kind of just come in flexing now what i did like is styles p shows up on the chorus which adds a little bit of flair to the song and to like the whole the project as well he does he fits really nice with them flows through proper he has and an album coming out like around now i don't know if it came out yet or if we missed it but he it's it's cool that he's there just because he has an album coming absolutely um and i just i kind of like how they flowed through it uh, so Styles P comes in on the chorus. Yeah, it's smoke and butcher. You can get smoke and butchered. Marijuana rap money. Oh, but it's cool because like, yeah, it's smoke and butchered. You can get smoked and butchered. And then, like the way he does the timing and adds that extra pause is really nice. I thought it was like you got to be an expert rapper to pull that shit out proper. Nice. Kind of like an inviting because it kind of sounded a little bit inviting. Like you want to go and get smoked and butchered. Like you want to go listen to it. But a then bit. like you come in and then it's almost like he's baiting you in boxing. Like right. Man, and then pop, you can get smoked and butchered. Right. Now I want to rap money. People flying the snooker. Put a bag on your head. Put coke on a hooker. Oof. It's just fucking hard. It's just like these are guys coming from a wake. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then we kind of flow through. I think he changes the last line of the, of the yeah, chorus. Yeah, the, that, that show, show money good. good, but people fuck with the pushers. Which yeah. is interesting, right? Like, to think about how, yeah, you make money off of touring and your concerts and whatnot, but we still kind of idolize the drug dealers, the people that are really industries doing what they do more than I idolize... I, I don't guess. know if that's true at all, but I think it's almost saying, yeah, the show money's good, but like, keep in mind, we're the pushers. We're coming from this other thing. And yes, we got money by the other means. And so while today and now it's this thing, show the respect of where we come from. That's kind of what I took that was nice. personally. 
And Smoke Dizzard is the first verse, you know, the Kush God and the Butcher, it's the best of the best, everything drug related, that's regular wreck, a hundred coming on the effortless flex, Curry Brothers, we more like Johnny and Leo than we, st uh, Steven and Steph. I guess that's a basketball player. Yeah, I don't. Steph, Steph, Stephen Curry, and I don't. I don't know what that. Anyway, he flows through. I don't know really want to go through it line by line. Let's just say that the rest of what he has to say is pretty fucking dope. They did their thing. They've grown, and there's uh the last line of the verse is really the standout though. Put a bag on your head. Same price for these front row tickets. Like the value of his show's front row is enough off of a ticket just to put a bag on just to like take you out you know like that's insane that's like success to the point where the music is now so proficient so just to be clear styles p's album dropped yesterday yeah i, was, I knew it was coming i just i wasn't sure if it was out but yeah styles, and it's on spotify and verify i know that i know i know i'm, no, I'm saying i'm saying for them like i just so went and just if you want us to check out styles p's album hit that like button leave a comment letting us know you do and if enough people do it it might just come next week Anyway, uh, I, I really liked the song Bubble Up off of his last project. I still oh, bumped that oh, shit. We might actually do it. Anyway. Griselda's on it. That's, that's dope, but <laughs> we still have other things to talk about with Griselda next week regardless. Fair enough. Benny the Butcher does the next verse. Yo, quiet is kept. My grandma's finest success ever. I was like, wait a second. Is he kind of describing himself as the finest success point of his grandma? Or did I mi misunderstand that? I kind of took it the same way. Um, I thought buying high, I, I thought highest buying the chest, like the first to sell blow on my floor inspired the rest. Before you start to see some dough, gotta earn your client's respect. But I feel like it also could be in a, in a weird way. Um, his grandma told him to stay quiet and move in silence. Right. And that's part of why he's successful. And so he like, took the best ethics of her world. Right. And, you know, kind of. But I like the customer service element of it. Like, you have to earn the respect of the people consuming it. Like, that's kind of part of our approach on this channel, right? Like, I'm going to be me and er try to earn your respect. You like it, you like it, you don't. We try to adapt and grow over time. Hopefully next year you think we're better than this year type shit. Mm -hmm. And with that you can establish a product where people want to support it in the same way i think benny the butcher is promoting the same kind of lifestyle here either way um i i think it's it's really strong man uh clip in it so long i can climb up the tech on the plate to work try but the inside of it wet now i call an hour ahead just to line up the chef that's boss status why different from y'all status you'll click full of retard rappers and ball grabbers which i want to just comment i like the creative bars okay so clip in it so long that i can climb up the tech it's like wow that's interesting that's more interesting than banana clip on my gun just to point it out there because i hear a lot of like extendos banana da, da, right, da, da, right, da. Right. and this is like actually something clever like you can actually picture it in, in, in an interesting way go on and then you know in general he that's what that's the brilliance of it they can just keep doing this over and over again because they're so creative that they don't reuse bars. That is something you're not gonna hear from them. The same bar you heard on the last album. They managed to just keep reinventing it and keep coming up with new and creative ways to represent, honestly, the same core idea over and over again. And that's amazing to me. And that's why this track again gets a 4.5 on five for the amazing just feel and dopeness of it. I gave this one a 4.2 on five. It was good, it was dope, everybody flowed nicely. Anyway, it's 5.14, so it's not 7.30. West Side Gun is a pretty good guy to have on your chorus, is all I'm trying to say. His voice contrasts well. Just the way he does his spacing, like, Hey, 7.30, you're on the dick, man. 
and then he just pauses, let's say, kind of thing. Don't stop till the shit empty. Like it is, I love the way he spits it. I love his energy. I like his voice. Cause here's the thing: first time you hear West Side Gun's voice, you're like, "What the shit?" Well, I wanna, I wanted to say, um, I I missed West Side. So for anybody who's been following and watched my West Side Gun review and Conway review and all this stuff, hi, this album. I said it while listening to it. I missed West Side. He came on, and I went, "Oh." Yeah. What up, dude? Like it, it took me some time to and get West Side into it. Gun watched our review and he goes, What up, dude, in the comments. That's the fantasy. Anyway. Oh. And then he agrees to do an interview. I actually thought you were gonna be like, yo, he said hi and you didn't notice. <laughs> uh, that would be amazing. Oh, fuck. I just want him to say hi over Skype on like a call and then come to Montreal and we all hang out backstage. That's my new dream. Anyway, Chris, um, I know it's not going to probably happen, but if you visualize it, it can happen. I mean, <laughs> I mean, how many? We're putting a lot of time into dedication of Listen, their music. Maybe it catches the attention. We've of been the a guy. couple Instagram stories. We've been. I want to hang things. out and. I'm just saying, like the chill. things that have happened, we might circulate uh, around. It's going to sound dorky, but I want an Instagram picture of me with those three. I, I think that would be so it's fun. Not dorky, that's great. Anyway, uh, so this one comes through. Benny the Butcher starts us off. And I just, again, this is for the barber shops and the liquor stores. I'm through pitching raw. But what I spent this week is what a brick would cost. That's like fucking harsh. Like in a good way. Like, so this is for the barber shops and the liquor stores. So where we hang out, you know, kind of representation of the hood lifestyle, I right. think, in a couple lines. He's through pitching raw, but. You know, at the end of the day, he blew so much money today that it is the equivalent of a brick. And he, it doesn't sound like he's buying drugs here. It sounds like he's just doing so fucking well that that's, that's a regular day to him now is he can right. blow money. I can tell you never been lit before. You did type to try to stunt with a bitch that I hit before. And I was like, hats off, Benny. That's a hats off fucking line. Listen, the I want to fuck your girl lines are hard to do in impressive ways. That's an impressive line. That's like, uh, I, I fucked your girl before she was your girl. That's how I know you're basic. Oh, oh, that's some fire right there. Like <laughs> what? When you say it like that, it's like, oh, it's fire, right? When it was dry, no snow around, like Santa took Christmas off. Your bitch hit me. That is Mr. Call. Oh, which was cool to say that there was no cocaine around. And, but when that moment, when you're not able to supply, she's calling me up because she knows I got the good, you know, is gang. I can't fuck her in my chain. Then my dick gets soft, which also kind of implies just the, from the line before it also kind of implies like they're so good that they never run out of stock. They're so strategically planned and mm. they're ready to go at all times. They're so boss mentality that y'all keep running out and we just seem to always have product on deck. I just kind of like Gucci bulletproof vest that I wear in the raid. I bonded the, uh, the other day. Then I married the game. The butcher. Just ends well. It's a strong thing. He flosses. It's braggadocious. It just paints this picture of success. And then West Side Gun's attitude is just proper. Blow your head off front of Mom Dukes. Just fucking powerful, man. Well, I wanted to comment something. Uh, in the chorus for West Side Gun, uh, he goes, I only need a pistol and a loyal fiend. Kiss a triple beam. Took a shady, took my shady deal. Copped a hundred things. Now, it's interesting. The whole I only need a pistol. That's kind of generic, and everybody kind of goes like, at least one rapper I know would be like, oh well, gotta keep my pistol beside. But the fact that he needs a loyal fiend kind of implies like that's like a consistent income. 
that's always kind of like having your business running and stuff like that. You always got that that loyal client coming back, but knowing that they're not really like an everyday client, it's a specific type of person who's addicted to the product you're, you're selling, which was interesting. Uh, Kiss a triple beam is kind of just self-explanatory. Triple beams are things that you use to weigh money and stuff like that. Cool, but took my Shady deal, copped a hundred things. Now it's, first off, Griselda was signed by Shady. Griselda has a distribution deal with Shady. Thank you for understanding. I don't think Griselda got signed. I'm pretty sure they retain creative control, but they're going to partner in a sense with Shady, and Shady's going to help them grow in a bigger sense. Right. Which is a kind of deal you do want to get. But it's also cool to kind of look at it and be like, took my Shady deal. Well, selling Coke isn't really all that non Shady. It's a Shady business. There's risks you got to take. And I like that double, that double entendre, the way that they used it, and he made money and caught the hundred things off of these shady adventures and deals that he did continue right it's just pretty dope and then smoke dizza comes in and does his shit i don't chase love only thing i chase involved big bank and wordsmith i get paid to do this slick thinking pen sharp in case you like lip syncing because rap I, I besides rap i see more crime daily than chris hansen i'm like everything he said there's dope he goes after money in a, in a smart way but he also shows that he does it using great wordsmithing like i'm a rapper i use my words proper i think slick i use my intelligence when do rappers brag about being smart these days good on you smoke dizza it's pen sharp so you can cop it you can lip sync you can sing along and then he flips into the chris hansen which is america's most wanted i believe or unsolved mysteries or one of these one of those two shows so the fact that he's saying besides rap i see more crime than these dudes whose job it is to look at crime day in day out that's fantastic all for the love of ben franklin's all to make money and that's the kind of shit that's creative about it right like it's not boring it's not like simple it's not just what you hear in every other song it's got like a personality to it that i think makes it stand out west side gun slams back in with his chorus and then the track fades out with excellent beat work all in all it's another 4.5 on 5 it's another great track i mean they're all fucking great tracks it's consistently dopeness moving on though so chris hansen is part of to catch a predator oh that one and the new and in september 2016 he became the new host of a syndicate show uh crime watch daily one of those shows i'm close enough anyway yeah. what grade did you give this or do you have more to say no i don't have much more to say uh i gave this a four on five all right let's talk about drug rap what I like about this beat is the grimy, almost horror-esque feel that comes in. And I felt that. I feel like, keeping in mind that every one of these beats is Pete Rock, the versatility that he displays gives this project life. Because Benny and uh, Smoke Diz are very consistent, which is what we want from them in typical. I'm not saying that that isn't what they do. But I'm saying it, just the versatility of Pete Rock makes this album almost like extra special in a sense, which I think is really cool. Their beat choice is excellent. I wanted to comment on the beat choices. They don't... So, I don't know what it is about the, like, whole gangster boss thing that they come with, but the beats don't really, to me, sound like it It's it fits. Like, they don't... I don't know how to explain it. Like, they fit... This all comes from, us at Wu-Tang. And what would you say the Wu-Tang beats kind of sound like? Right, but... Uh, so, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, way. I'm not trying to... But like move ahead through all of it like all of that era this kind of sounds like that era of course i'm yeah. not i'm not i'm not saying anything against that i'm saying like 
a lot of the sounds used so far that we've heard on this project i'm just like i like how these sound different to me than what i would expect the instrumental to sound like with these type of bars for some reason for some reason i'm not taking away from anything it's just i it was a, it was a it was a moment that i felt i was just like really interested in the beat selections that they i mean pick. i think that like what pete rock does is create some expert level dope ass fucking beats per se and maybe pete rock that i don't know if he does a lot of gangster shit um but i hear this and go this makes sense and kind of is in the same realm of the sounds griselda normally fucks with for the most part maybe the next track the last one is a little different <coughs> but i would argue in the next track just on the subject the hard-hitting drums remind me of mob deep this still reminds me of that like new york crime side kind of vibe personally Okay. It, it feels very East Coast to me. And I don't know, when I hear East Coast stuff from the 90s, especially golden era hip-hop, mm -hmm. a lot of it is kind of in this world of stuff. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but that, that was why I felt it was a little weird. Like, If anything, when I hear these beats, I expect to hear drug dealery kind of sounds when I hear those sounds. It's either that or five percenters. Okay. That would be the alternate option is guys, uh, the 5% movement or the Nation of Islam inspired music of that era. Anyway, this one's pretty cool. Stay on point. Hope you cover your hand. This is a smoke dizzy starting us off. I don't question the unknowns that was on the plans. People's morals be fucked up. They blame in his hands. What you told on a that who told on a who told on your mans which i like which i like that whole setup like i like how he's dropping some actual knowledge instead of just bars like there's still bars but it's like <sighs> everything i'm saying on this is really well, i mean bad. like when you say it came like this is actual knowledge instead right. of bars what does that mean that's so, a very big statement i'm not saying that he hasn't been dropping knowledge i'm saying that this is just like you know, he's addressing that people have been taking drugs and that he's all, like, fucked up. And he's addressing that people are kind of snitching on each other. Well, what he's saying is people have bad morals and behave incorrectly, but yes. use drugs as an excuse to it instead of admitting that they're actually bad snitching that. people. That. That would be more than what he's saying than just saying they're doing drugs. He's saying they blame drug use for shit behavior instead of admitting that what they do is shit behavior. Exactly. Whole lot of finger pointing. Bunch of Uncle Sam's. People can't be accountable. For you... And you couldn't cop a hundred grams, like four people, and y'all couldn't figure out a way to make some money. Bullshit, y'all lazy. My man had to butter tan back in the happy days, back in the varsity to Richie Cunningham. Richie Cunningham, character on Happy Days. That's a bar I understood. I hear the gossip of huddles could kill. I keep it classy, didn't want my rebuttals for real. Essentially, y'all's fake, y'all's a bunch of liars. I'm the real ones, and keeping it consistent. But again, as they've done on every one of these tracks, it's about showing the real way of living dropping knowledge consistently in how right. to think as opposed to being fake and then i like benny the butcher's thing the chorus is cool too thank god for drug rap you know man a new transporter bring the bud back got it covered from all angles my pet peeve is all singles i thought that was interesting right because singles in particular 
there's no flow to it it's just a bunch of singles this thing joe budden said on his review it's like on his album all love lost he's like they want me to make singles but i make stories and that just shows our visions aren't the same place because singles fuck up the story right you got to hear it in order in the same way that they create vibes that transcend tracks every one of these songs is meant to be of equal quality and that's the idea everything's supposed to be good yet when you make singles the attitude is those are going to be the ones that pop and everything else is filler and so i appreciate the way that they're flipping it like that then it don't get more official than benny where i'm from they call you an og if you live through your 20s it's crazy that's a powerful idea because you're not really that old but that's what it is the trap was slow me and bro i had to sit there with him i did the dirty works they came and caught with nickels and pennies the plug sent him if you get in a 50 anything less than that he only get in the philly which i enjoy the whole the trap was slow me and bro had to sit there with him i like how he's being really honest about like sometimes this shit isn't that quick like you still have to grind even if like you know maybe other rappers make it look like it's so quick and move and then one of my favorite lines is when he goes i'm getting checks now check show these how to hustle step by step the price double when it left my steps and that's an interesting point because it is what they've been doing they've been showing people how to do this world and the idea i get it at this price the second it leaves my place the value went up because that's what i'm going to sell it for mm-hmm. it's powerful um anyway it's just another great fucking track another great fucking beat another amazing thing it's pretty awesome 4.5 on 5 pretty consistent grades i know i gave it a 4.2 on 5 the last one on this little album here is called toast this beats a little funkier i'll give it to you i wasn't like i was a little surprised when i heard it it caught me a little bit off guard i didn't feel that on drug rap i felt it a little bit on toast but then again i don't really look at music so linearly anymore like there isn't one sound that goes with one content theme at all and trap isn't one thing anymore and everything's blended and everything's big and everything's what there there's just well-made shit and not well-made shit and this to me sounds like another example of well-made shit but just the way the drums hit reminded me so much of that havoc beats like from mob deep sounding shit you know nice anyway um lyrically we're in the same kind of things you know i gave him 17 i'm back clicking two brand new hoes i'm chad tripping is that an incel bar is that i don't know if that if, unless i'm missing it or are you lou willin if you willin because chad's and isn't that like the thing from the incels the guys who get all the girls i might be wrong this might be some sports shit and i'm not really a sports guy so i don't know the sports bars you guys can translate it well if you just click on the annotation, it seems like it's like a dude with two women. Right. And I assume that? it's like an athlete bar again. That's I honestly true. think it's I don't an know athlete who the fuck bar. That they is. kind of do that. That's fine. But it could also be an incel bar. And that I thought was interesting. It could be not. It could be I'm looking too deep and I'm just thinking about my own shit here. And uh, as West Side Gun has said, the people on Genius often fuck up their interpretations of his bars. So I assume that we can't trust Genius to understand everything so thank you comment section for telling chris that on his west side gun review uh summertime drop the top don't do lou ceiling. williams lou williams is it lou williams yep i just looked him up lou williams uh lee williams uh he's a basketball player who's chad what does that mean mm, probably I, another basketball player 
fair enough. See, don't go that deep if you don't know, Chris. I was just wondering if it could be a double entendre because I thought of that insult thing and I was questioning. Anyway, um, I like when he goes mob styles, killers perched on a few buildings. I won't let him JFK me, nah. Like, what a crazy way to describe being killed and assassinated. I won't let him JFK me. I'm prepared with that. I got people watching. Mm. I don't know. It's pretty good, man. Middleman. Nobody jacking your links. You're an internet person. Nobody care what you actually think. Come on. I know I'm an internet person, but some people might care what I think. Nah, I know I'm playing. I'm not in the same boat as that, dude. I got a real day job back in credibilities and in knowledge of social media, marketing, community building, and I actually got some understanding of the internet so i'm a little different than a regular ass internet talker um it's just weird there's more than one type of internet person some of them are fake some of them make cash on the internet like it's drugs yo um anyway i was handling a lick you was on the ground talking to my flicks well i'm on the internet on the tube talking about you see i wanted to add my own line to it I, I was corny i know it's been a long day this is literally our third video um i like when he goes reality rap no egos you can't find these visuals on vivo because specifically it's like we don't put our shit online our life is like this you can't find it we just spit it and go got a nice little hook from smoke dizza and we came to get this money like we're supposed to do cheers to the hustlers toast to you if you mad and you broke then oh then you owe for two because of the two things you're not supposed to be you fucked up you're not supposed to get mad and you're not supposed to be broke um you're gonna get the bag you're gonna be emotional and it's like a challenge to anybody who's ever sat there feeling salty all the time you spend feeling sorry for yourself not grinding is you not get in that bag because yo you can say what you want about whatever but like by going out there and creating these podcasts as an example for my own life i make more money at work like I can't give you numbers because it's not right, but it bumped up more than what the podcast made me, we'll say. Would that have happened without the podcast? No. The skill set being acquired, the knowledge set, the proof to the pudding that you're capable of doing, all of that comes from effort. So if you mad and you broke, then you are over to useless. Don't let opportunity miss and hit who's close to you. Because, yo, maybe I'm doing this and maybe I get petty one day and the next dude steals my format and pops the day I stop. That could happen make sure you just get your due grind until it's worth it don't stop you know and then benny comes through put a shooter on your block people fleeing for cover back when moving grams to suckers was his bread and butter no plan i broke bread my whole family struggling do a lot of stunning but you never fed your brothers and that's again the whole for the team for the squad mentality he went ahead and did the life that he did and he built it up but it was always for the intention of feeding him and his own. Whereas other people, it's all about themselves and fuck their people and then they leave everyone behind. You know, he put his team on. And I just, again, like the mentality he puts it in. And I just think it's cool that he kind of flosses and basically at this point in life is doing significantly better than back in the day. And everybody gets to eat type shit. So I think it's another fantastic track. I'm giving it another 4.5 on 5. I think it is very much on realms of the dopeness that has been this album so far. I felt like it followed suit with what we were getting. Give it a 4 on 5. I don't actually have much to say about it. That's code for Chris saying we should get this wrapped up soon. Alright Chris, I get it. It's been a long day. Anyway, I gave this album a 4.54. I mean, I take it with a grain of salt that it's only six tracks, it's only 20 minutes, etc., etc. But, like, here's the thing had they made this 20 tracks, etc., I guarantee you I'd probably be calling every song a 4.5 through because I just don't believe that these dudes 
would release anything that wasn't authentically dope because that's just what they do you can tell they've got the experience to consistently bring it through and i'm not gonna go put on a griselda record expecting the deep philosophies like from a rhyme sayers record that would just be stupid of me but as far as this drug dealer grind music goes currently I don't think there's anybody doing it better than Griselda from what I heard. Now there's other great names like a Currency or a few others in that regard that I think, oh, you know who I really like? Um, what should we call it? Uh, fuck, Guilty Simpson. That guy's voice is dope. Or M.E.D. Like there's other dudes out there making great music. But Griselda's king right now in my opinion. And I can't wait for the new project to drop. I gave the album a 4.1. I think it's very consistent with what I've been listening to. I'll admit I'm a little bit like, all right, another week, another weekend. It's because you're not like appreciating just the amount of wordplay going into it. Like you got to think about this from a creativity perspective. Right. The fact is going through it bar for bar, it's just interesting how they can keep reinventing the same concepts to deliver freshness over and over and over again. Yes, on the one hand, if it's not your cup of tea, it's going to be a burnout feeling. But if you look at it like it's on the grind and they're proving their grind by giving you a constant slew of fresh grind music, maybe you need to grind more, Chris. Maybe. Maybe you need to put more grind into your life to appreciate it. Chris is like, shut the fuck up. Thank y'all for watching. Totally appreciate you being here with us. Let us know what you think in the comments of this video. Let us know if you can get us an interview with the Griselda people. That would be so cool of you. I, I would be your best friend for life. Um, <laughs> subscribe to the channel. Like it if you did. We, we're going to have more Griselda next week. And that's just what's up. Um, yeah. Uh, special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane, Linda Williams, Coney Sparks. They're dope. They support what we do. Helped us get a new camera. Helped us get on Spotify and iTunes. And, or I guess it's Apple now. Anyway, they're going to help plus pay for squarespace and it's really cool of them and we're gonna grow i also make music chris makes music chris is on my album my album came out in october it's called the alternative grind you can check it out on your favorite platform and let me know what you think on that note because i know that the griselda folk are into wisdom bye bye live bye. live long bye. just end it just live cut it. long and prosper Holden editing cut it live before this. long and prosper everyone i am the editor so i will keep this as the ending Peace.